0: the people in life are countless. So we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Side and and Episode 28, Lily the Narwhalicorn. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Olivia Wilmson's table in the levitating platter. (laughs) So hello, welcome. Thank you for being a guest on my show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about what it is that you do?
1: Sure. I'm Olivia. I am an education manager, which takes on many roles, but mostly what I do is help people at the advertising agency I worked for, the marketing arm, um, get connected with tools and resources to help themselves grow professionally and personally. I like to think a lot of what we do helps both your work and your life life. And I also do new hire training and I participate a lot in our company culture, which I think is the best part of all of it. We have a really amazing culture of inspiring people to do great things, inspire each other, and inspire our clients to think bigger and maximize fun. That's part of our motto. So there's a lot of fun going on at the company. The Marketing Arm is just an amazing place to work. And I'm really thankful to have the job, especially in these times. I am so grateful that I currently don't have to worry about my job. And I really feel for all the people who've been affected by this crazy COVID crisis. So Mm -hmm. my, my shout out to all of those people who are helping each other, especially those in the medical field. And my heart goes out to the people who've lost their jobs or are ill or have fallen them or their family members to this. It's just such a crazy time, Kurt. I'm glad we're able to do this podcast anywhere, anytime kind of thing, because that's the glory of technology. Exactly, Um, But I know not everyone has that privilege with their job.
0: Precisely. I'm thankful as well. And also Mm -hmm. to keep this podcast going and to interview so many fun people across all different walks of life and Mm -hmm. people who play Dungeons and Dragons and who don't. So I have to ask, do you currently (laughs) play or have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons or do you even know what that is?
1: So the answer is no, I've never played it. Yes, I know what it is. And no, I have no interest in it. I don't understand it. I'm not a gamer whatsoever. However, my boyfriend is a huge gamer and is probably rolling his eyes if he heard me say this because (laughs) he loves games and wonders what he's doing with me. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I'm actually one of those people who is always willing to try something once. So I probably would hate it, but I would be willing to put my judgments aside and try it, but I know me. I probably wouldn't like it, but that's okay. Yeah. I like certain games. I i don't know if you've ever played the game Overcooked. It's like a really kid-like game mm-hmm. on, we play it on the Nintendo Switch, but you can play it on pretty much any console. Right. And it's just like little characters where you have to like cook the meat and put the bun on the burger and the lettuce and the tomato and slice the tomato and get it over to the line. It's hilarious. And it's like, there's all these different components where like suddenly the table or floor you're on start shifting. You're like leaning and you're like, what's happening? And then there's like ants that crawl around and like steal your food. It's really bizarre. I think that's hilarious. Of Mm. course, I get like super frustrated, and then I end up like getting mad, and Patrick and I have to pause and be like, are we going to continue playing, or are we going to throw a temper tantrum? I'm like, well, I haven't decided yet.
0: (laughs) Right. No, I've played that game with my wife as well. It's a very fun game for the both of us to play, but you're right. It can be very stressful, especially when a giant (laughs) spaghetti monster is destroying the city, and you're trying to desperately feed it all the food you can.
1: So silly. I also really enjoy like activity type games. So I I have Just Dance, big Mm -hmm. one, and then I am big into singing. So I've got the Glee Karaoke Revolution game, which I dusted off the shelves the other day, realizing that I owned the game and wondered, what I've been doing all this time, not playing it. Cause I love to sing and I'm usually just singing to myself, which in this case, still accurate, but at least I'm singing in a more like organized fashion. So that's been fun. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I have like Wii sports. So I like playing like the Wii bowling and Wii tennis.
0: Cool. Everyone in the hobby would be happy to have you join at their table. Certainly I'd be happy to have you at my table if you ever wanted to dip your toes into the water of tabletop role-playing games. But you're exactly right that there's games games for everyone, and not everyone has to play D&D, but it certainly is probably one of my favorite games of choice. So with all this in mind, as we head into the namesake of the show, do you happen to have a favorite NPC, a non-player character, from any of the games that you've ever played? And if not from a game, maybe a movie or TV show or something, and why are they your favorite sidekick?
1: So if I'm going to think just about video games, which, you know, I don't play very many, but I think the Dancing Panda on Just Dance is absolutely hilarious. And my boyfriend's sister like legitimately had someone buy her a panda suit so she could dance in the panda suit on Just Dance over Twitch. She's a big Twitch gamer and has a big following. In fact somehow made it a full-time job so I'm really proud of her so I think that's a funny I don't know if you would consider it a non-player character but let's go with it okay but if I'm gonna think about like a truly non-player character in terms of tv or movies because that's really what I'm more so into I'm a big animated film person so I love 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 finding Dory and finding Nemo Bruce the shark is my favorite in finding Nemo I just think Mm. it's so funny that he's like official friends not food (laughs) Um, but he's still a character so I don't know Kurt maybe you can guide me here Sure. Well,
0: I think in my notes, I maybe also defined it as supporting character. So Bruce from Finding Nemo. Yeah, certainly. Because he's not the one driving the main plot of the story that is Finding Nemo. So there you go.
1: So I win. Okay.
0: (laughs) Awesome. And what's the reason why Bruce is your favorite from that movie? Just because the fact that he doesn't want to eat other fish.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's brilliant on the writing part of the movie. I think it's hilarious. And I just love his accent. And I told Patrick that I wanted to name our dog who is a girl, but we would have, had we gotten a boy dog, I'm like, I want to name him Bruce and I want to talk in an Australian accent and be like, here, Bruce. (laughs) I don't know what it is. It just cracks me up.
0: Nice. Well, I'm glad that it sparks joy within you. It does.
1: It's a very Marie Kondo moment for me, for sure.
0: And now for the other half of the show, for the side quest part, in a video game, sometimes you go off on a random tangent that's not part of the main story. Maybe you don't have one from there, but maybe in a TV show or a movie, they switch to the B plot. What's one of your favorite moments from something like that, and why is it your? favorites.
1: I'm gonna stick with the theme here so Finding Nemo really legitimately, is like one of my favorite movies and I just love the tangent when Dory and Marvin are in the jellyfish area and then she just starts bouncing on the jellyfish from one to another and that's totally something I would do. I'm just like a very like kind of almost bouncing around life type of person and I get like really giddy and happy about silly little things and then I get hurt because I do something stupid like Dory gets stung by one of the jellyfish and that just is totally what would happen to me.
0: And then the last question here for the personal interview section, what are you passionate about and why?
1: So I really am passionate about people. I know that can be really broad, but... I just love helping people, understanding people. I think there's something about the way my brain works that I'm constantly trying to understand people's struggles and people's joys and passions and any way that I can surround myself with good people, different people, different backgrounds, different experiences, different points of view. Like That just really drives me. I think that's why I ended up in the role that I'm in. I'm constantly working with different people to solve problems and to help people really find a way to improve themselves. Um, mm-hmm. That's always been something I wanted to do. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be a first grade teacher. Well, as I grew up, I decided that I didn't really want to go that route. I ended up being a news reporter and an anchor for many years. And I think in that role, it really is a service role. You are helping people be informed. And mm-hmm. you know, as my career has evolved, I think that's still what's true to me. And I probably lean toward video games and movies and TV that have that same feeling of people helping one another and finding the best in people.
0: Awesome. I'm glad I got to take this time to learn a little bit more about my guest. And now we're going to go ahead and make up an NPC. Okay, love it. (laughs) All right, so let's see. I think the way we can do this is, do you wish to make a character based on yourself, based on one of your favorite sidekicks, based on someone you know? Maybe you want to just improvise a character or do you want to roll some virtual dice and use some tables that I have and randomly generate a character and then discover that way?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Kurt, I didn't mention this earlier, but I have like a gaming, what do you call it? A avatar? Okay. Whenever we play on the Xbox, at my boyfriend's brother's house sorry his brother-in-law we had to come up with an avatar for me so I could play with them Mm -hmm. and we were like dancing around the idea of what do I like and they're like well every time you see anything unicorn related you get like a freaking five-year-old girl and I'm like yes and also I like to dance and sing so my avatar became dancing unicorn okay that to me is like my non-player character person i just want to be a unicorn and dance around all day so to me that seems like what would be appropriate and i know i didn't really reveal any of that prior to now in my interview but i had to you know, pick something, that would be it.
0: Okay, well, we can build more on this, so. Yeah. Okay, so if we want to go off this idea, so what is the character's name?
1: Oh, Lord, that's where I might need help. You know, I actually, you're gonna laugh. I had a unicorn pool float, and I named her Lily. I don't know why, but it just fit her, and somebody popped a hole in her, and R.I.P., Lily died, and I have to get a new Lily. So we'll call my dancing unicorn Lily.
0: Lily. Okay. And then let's see. So the ancestry. So is this Lily character going to just be a unicorn? Is that what you're wanting?
1: I mean, I feel like she can't just be a unicorn, Kurt. Like that to me is like taking a cop out, you know? Okay. Like she definitely has to have some special skills. So she's got to be able to obviously dance. She should definitely be able to sing. So we're talking like talking singing unicorn level here. Okay. I don't know why, but like something in my brain, we were joking about a narwhal and like we came up with this like narwhalicorn hybrid animal character. Play around with that. Because I used to love... Not, I don't used to. I still love dolphins. That was like my thing growing up. And okay. it has turned into unicorns at the tender age of 31 going on six, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just a fun fact. I was looking up the stats for a unicorn within the context of Dungeons and Dragons. And they do speak Celestial Elvish Sylvan. And they have telepathy for up to 60 feet. So conceivably, if you wanted to be a unicorn, you could Lily could be a unicorn and be able to talk and dance and sing. So very possible. And read
1: people's minds. How about that?
0: There you go. All right, so what is going to be the job or role for Lily, the unicorn?
1: I think she has to be the entertainer.
0: Okay, so she's an entertainer. Okay.
1: But also at the same point, not only is she entertaining everyone, she is reading people's minds to help them get along in the process, the journey, whatever have you. Like you're afraid to speak your mind or to really say what you're feeling or to admit what you're feeling, and she'll help you with that. How
0: about that? Okay. All right. So entertainer, but also kind of a bit of a therapist, it seems. There you go. (laughs) Sometimes I
1: feel like I am that actually in real life.
0: (laughs) How old is Lily the Unicorn?
1: I feel like for that kind of uh, skill, even though anyone could have that skill in any world, if we're creating it, depending mm-hmm. on their age, it doesn't matter. Let's see, what's a good age? I like my current age. We'll go with 30. We'll just make me one year
0: younger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a 30-year-old unicorn, Lily. Okay. Let's see. Describe the physical appearance of Lily the unicorn.
1: Well, she is white and she has a rainbow mane and okay. a rainbow tail. Her Hoofs are also rainbow.
0: Okay. Like
1: the ankle parts, maybe not mm. the actual hoof itself. Oh,
0: the, the, the fur and the the hair coming yes. off the top of the hoof. Yes, do
1: you see what I'm envisioning here?
0: <laughs> yes, I'm actually looking at a picture that's been rendered for Dungeons & Dragons. This current picture is showing blonde hair, but now I'm just imagining it all being replaced by rainbow. So this works. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, pretty much if you search for like rainbow unicorn, I'm sure you could find that too. Okay. But if she's, what I'm envisioning is not just full unicorn, like she, we'll just pretend that she's hybrid narwhal or dolphin. Let's say that she has like a tail, like a dolphin tail in the middle. I know that'd be weird, but I don't really care.
0: Okay, so now I'm understanding better. So a hybrid dolphin unicorn sort of thing. So, okay. Yes, this is a
1: progressing image in my head. So you have to like keep up with me essentially in my imagination.
0: Okay, no, I'm here.
1: (laughs) You're like, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, let's see. Okay, so dolphin tail, rainbow mane and hair, and then kind of a narwhalian sort of looking horn on the forehead. Yeah. Three adjectives that would best describe Lily.
1: Thoughtful, outgoing, and inquisitive
0: let's see the next question what is a valuable item a piece of lore a secret or some <laughs> ideal or concept that lily ascribes to
1: she definitely prefers to be in the water i don't know if that counts to answer your question
0: okay well it likes to be in the water is there anything more maybe that we can build on that
1: Hmm. i almost there, wonder if we should give her a special i don't want to say power but like something happens when she goes in the water Is that what we're thinking? Or are you thinking that there needs to be an object of some kind to go along with what I'm thinking?
0: One idea is that, yes, she possesses a valuable object. Maybe she has a piece of lore. Maybe she has a secret that she doesn't want anyone else to know. Or, if anything beyond that, maybe there is an ideal or concept that she ascribes to, like justice or honor or something like that.
1: Okay, okay. I like the idea of having a secret, although I'm terrible at keeping secrets. I also like the idea of her having or knowing something that people could discover by finding her. Mm -hmm. I think I want to go down that route. Let me know if you have any ideas because I'm a little, a little stuck right now.
0: I'm trying to imagine where you would find Lily. Is she going to be like in a fairy world? Like the Wild, is what they would call it in D&D. Or can you find her in like the normal world, but she's like in a secret lagoon? Or, or what do you think?
1: I'm going to go with that she's actually in plain sight, but hiding like you were saying in the lagoon kind of thing. So I think she should be in the, whatever you want to call as the real world but that there's like this portal that can take you to this kind of like the concept of Black Panthers uh,
0: shield technology.
1: Yeah. Like that, where it's like, you can't tell that it's there. Okay, but so there's an if illusion. You're able to,
0: yeah. Okay, so there's an illusion that hides a secret lagoon. Okay, Let's this. say that
1: it's really like a fairy land that's in this lagoon. And if you get in through this portal, that's where you can enter the fairy land lagoon area. But it's in real world life yeah okay so
0: there's an illusion that hides a secret lagoon which in turn the lagoon has a portal that leads to the fairy realm essentially the Feywild. wild yes okay yes okay now that we're understanding okay so i'm
1: just making this up no, that's as I go along.
0: You're getting the insider secret on how Dungeons and Dragons works. It's a lot of stuff being made up on the fly, so love and it, it, people it. using their imaginations at full steam. Love okay. it. Okay, so the piece clearly of, it's working. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully, it's uh, changing your mind about the hobby. Perhaps. Perhaps. You're okay. still out. Okay, Okay. so the Peace of Lords. So is it going to be something as obvious as saying like, oh, I know where the portal's hidden, so if you want to go into the Feywild, you can? Or is it something more specific? Like, oh, I have a specific knowledge about this. Or, oh, if you go through the portal, I have a specific knowledge about something that's on the other side. Or what do you think?
1: I feel like you need to either know something or have something with you to get through. I feel like you can't just know where it is and that's it. I don't know if you can connect these dots, but could you possibly have someone else who knows my name? And if you know my name and say that at the entrance of the portal, that's what gets you in kind of thing? Or is that too obvious, kind of like, oh, well, people are going to know your name because that has to be revealed. I
0: don't know. I don't know the rules. It's your character we're bringing to life, so whatever you feel is appropriate. So this place is hidden by an illusion, so it seems like most people don't know that this place exists. But the valuable piece of lore is that if you know her name and you summon her Lily's able to reveal the portal to the Feywild? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, maybe something like that. I feel like someone else has to know my name and that they would reveal my name to that person if they found this other person or asked the right question, that's where we gotta get into the detail. Okay. And they would be able to reveal where to find me kind of thing. Okay. Like so it could be like a riddle type situation.
0: That's what I was gonna try and piece together. So if you found this lagoon hidden by an illusion I was about to suggest maybe that there's a stone tablet or something nearby that has it written in the Elvish language that has a riddle that if you can solve it and the answer is going to be her name, it summons her and then she can talk with the players and have some fun, dance and sing and then be like, oh yeah, by the way, there's a portal to the Feywild over there.
1: Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad we were able to figure that out. Oh,
1: and- ooh, I feel like you need to add... rainbow in there like a rainbow leads you to the portal kind of thing and then you have to solve a riddle okay that's what i want you have to find the rainbow
0: okay so you go into the lagoon there's a rainbow you follow the rainbow leads you to a tablet the tablet has a riddle you solve the riddle lily's summoned and lily can show you where the portal to the feywild is yes Okay, all right, this is- Might be a little
1: complicated, but the game that reminds me of this in a way is Legends of Zelda. So that's okay. the one that I can follow. I can relate. I enjoyed playing it here and there with my boyfriend. He plays it all the time. I'm kind of using that as a little bit of inspiration, if you will.
0: That works and that logical progression of how to get Lily makes sense. The last question here to round out our NPC creation. What is a particular quest that Lily would be willing to recruit or hire player characters to go off and do?
1: Would it be too much to ask her to go find my mate, like my other unicorn? I don't
0: know. No, I don't think that's unreasonable. So you've been bound to this lagoon and you show where the portal is. But Lily's also kind of sad because she doesn't have her mate around is what you're saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it takes some time to reveal this to the players or yeah. maybe she lays it on. I guess if they're going back to visit her a few times, maybe she lets them know. Yeah, maybe. All right. That's a fair enough side quest is to go okay. find Lily's mate okay so what's gonna be the reward then when the players succeed they find Lily's mate they reunite them what's the reward
1: Hmm. would it be ridiculous if i gave them the ability to fly (laughs) (laughs) to fly yeah i don't know like that since unicorns in some fairy tales I guess can fly that if you find my mate I will bestow upon you the ability to fly in some restrictions it'll have to be you can't fly all the time kind of thing
0: right so no there is the fly spell within the mechanics of the game and that would be fun so if you succeed in this side quest Lily probably touches you with the horn and then that magic imbues you now the spell is available for you to cast once a day or something like that exactly I think that would be super cool. Would (laughs) she award it to just one person or is she willing to deal that out to everyone in the group?
1: Mm. That's the tough part, right? I feel like not everyone should be allowed to fly. That's not fair. Or some could consider that it would be unfair. I mean, is it common for those characters to flock in groups or is it more common for them to be individuals trying to find her mate and it's like a challenged competition type situation like that's the question i guess
0: Hmm. so i mean if you think of like the lord of the rings and some of those other kinds of fantasy type shows typically you travel together in groups though it is possible to play solo
1: i think what i'll say is that only one of you will get the ability to fly but you have the choice eh? you have the choice to pass that on to someone else should they need it.
0: Oh yes, okay, good, good. Oh
1: yes.
0: (laughs) So Lily will award one person with the ability to just be able to innately cast the fly spell and that person can either imbue it on themselves or they can touch someone else and just boom. All right, you have the fly spell, I have to be able to concentrate and you can fly for up to 10 minutes.
1: Okay. I like it.
0: That would be a very good reward indeed. <laughs> indeed. And now, and now for the flip side of it, what's going to be the consequence of failure, or they're not interested in helping Lily?
1: I think the consequence is that the portal is actually going to close forever.
0: Oh, dang! That's a good consequence. I'm
1: sorry, but when you play with fairy tale characters, it's real. <laughs>
0: That's true. Very true. Okay, so they fail the bring back the mate or they just refuse to help. She just closes the portal straight up and it never works again.
1: I'm sure there has to be a caveat in there, though, because then that forever thing makes me very anxious.
0: Well, there's always more than one way to get into the Feywild, to travel between the worlds. If you're a high enough magic user, you can just cast a spell and jump dimensions, basically. There you go.
1: So, okay. Then there's other ways around it.
0: Exactly. So one permanent doorway gets closed then.
1: Right. Exactly. It's like the concept of Sleeping Beauty. If Prince Charming doesn't come find her and kiss her, like, that's it, guys.
0: (laughs) She's just asleep. (laughs) Forever. Forever. Well, now that I feel like we've learned quite a bit about Lily, our... What are we calling her? A narwhallian unicorn or what what narwalicorn.
1: Narwalicorn, yes.
0: Okay, now that we've learned a bit about Lily, the narwhalicorn, let's go ahead and have a random encounter. We're going to have a role play exercise. So I believe we're going to go with my generic adventurer character named Duncan is going to meet Lily for the first time. Then I guess, correct?
1: All right. Sounds okay. great.
0: Okay. Oh, that's weird. It's a little shimmering. Uh, Let me, whoa, I just stepped through this shimmering wall and there's a whole lagoon back here. Oh, that's a rainbow. And and then Duncan will follow the rainbow and he sees it leads to a tablet and he reads the riddle and then he thinks about it. And then he says, why, that riddle's easy. It must be a lily. And then I guess. You found me splashing out of the water, all of a sudden he (laughs) sees a narwhalicorn. Oh my goodness, a a creature so fair and awesome and beauty and majestic.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I never thought anyone would solve that riddle. How did you solve it? Wait, first, let me introduce myself. I'm Lily, the narwhalicorn. Have you ever seen something such as me?
0: I have not in all my years of adventuring and living. I have not, my goodness.
1: Oh, well, let me be the first to say thank you, and you're welcome. (laughs) I have been waiting for so long for someone to come find me and call out my name. I've been here alone for such a long time. Oh, no. Tell me, tell me about your adventure.
0: Oh, well, huh, where to begin? Well, I've helped Treans save their forest. Wait, wait. What?
1: I think that I can, what is it you're thinking? You, you have been... You've been looking for something special, but you didn't know what you were looking for.
0: Really? Hmm, tell me more.
1: I think that somehow, when you stumbled upon that shiny light, you realized that there was something more, and so you followed that instinct yeah and so you found the rainbow and i planted that rainbow by the way did you like it i liked it i think it's really great i don't know what you have to say but i just love you love rainbows sorry where was i oh yes at any rate you're here let's not go into too much detail i'm gonna sing a song now are you ready i'm ready okay let's go all right I don't know, I haven't sang in a very long time. In such a long time. Do you like to sing? Do you like to dance? I like to sing and dance.
0: I, yes, I like to skip a merry jig every now and then.
1: A merry jig? Oh my, I haven't heard that in a queen's age. Ah, queen's age, what is that again? Oh. Never mind, never mind. At any rate, oh, I don't want to bore you with the song. It's really, really quite silly. Okay, what the heck? Somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me, my love is grand and... Oh, oh, oh
0: my I goodness. can't
1: sing it anymore. My mate, my love, he... I lost him. Oh no, where- He got sucked through the portal somehow, and I haven't seen him in years, and I I, I can't finish that song without him.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, well, don't cry, don't fret. Is there a way for me to get through this door to find your mate? Oh,
1: well, well yes. Do, do you remember my name?
0: Well, your name is Lily, of course.
1: <gasps> yes, yes, finally, someone has spoken my name. Spoken my name and unlocked the portal. Please come through
0: all right and then duncan will step through the portal and i guess begin his quest to go find lily's mate then
1: one thing i have to tell you duncan if you find him bring him back here and if you do i will bestow upon you the spell the spell that is so pure so magical your wildest dreams couldn't even imagine the happiness that could give you what do you think that is duncan
0: i do not know what could it be fair narwhalicorn
1: duncan it is in you to believe to know what it is that i'm thinking of duncan i need you to say it i need you to say what your mind is thinking i can feel it flight yes that's it what do you like to fly like me and lily goes up in the air and twirls around and sparks rainbows everywhere, and then she calmly comes back down and says, would you like to do that?
0: My, yes, that would be quite helpful in all of my adventuring work.
1: Wonderful, now, there's one caveat. Yes. Only you, only the person who finds my mate and brings him back here will be bestowed the spell to fly. However, you may take that spell and grant someone else that of your choosing can also fly up to 10 minutes, no longer, that's really not necessary to fly much longer than that, it's not safe, okay? If you haven't okay. been doing it your whole life, like me, you just wouldn't, don't abuse it. Is that's all I'm saying. So, is that clear, Duncan?
0: Yes, it is, fair Lily.
1: My knight, my shining armor, my, please go find my mate, will you?
0: Yes, does your mate have a name that I should call out?
1: Yes, it's Wicked. His name is Wicked. I know it's silly,
0: really. Ah, uh, Wicked. But his name is Wicked. Okay. Wicked
1: the Narwhalicorn. Yes.
0: And that was with a T or with a D on the end?
1: Oh, oh, always with a D, sir. Wicked. W- wicked. Like, the Wicked Witch, but really, he is just my wicked man.
0: <laughs> all right. I will tread forth into this fairy realm and find Wicked the Narwhalicorn. I wish you all the luck in the world. <laughs> and seen so wow that was (laughs) that was amazing for someone who's never played Dungeons and Dragons that is the most Dungeons and Dragons I've seen from someone who's never played before that was awesome
1: well I did theater so
0: (laughs) well there you go that's awesome so what did you think of this experience as we head into our final thoughts here on the show
1: oh I loved it it's so funny I am definitely a nerd as you can tell Mm -hmm. and I'm one of those people who doesn't like to admit it And will push away the thought of doing anything as such. But when you ask me the right questions and get me in the right realm, it comes out naturally. But I've been wanting to do something a little bit more imaginative, but haven't Mm -hmm. found the right channel. Mm -hmm. So thank you.
0: (laughs) You're you're welcome. Playing the game yourself, maybe jumping in head first, that might be a little overwhelming. So I know there's- That's probably my fear. My recommendation to you, probably the easiest thing to do would be to find one of these brand Ambassadors out there that's actually playing the game on a fairly consistent basis. The big one right now is a show called Critical Role. You can go on YouTube and you can catch up on all the episodes from their newest campaign that's been going on for the last year. And before that, they had a whole game that ran for about oh at least two years or so. There's a lot of D and D content that you can find on YouTube, and I know there's also just D and D games that are exclusively dedicated to ladies. Nothing but ladies playing. So I know there's a criticism out there against the hobby of like, oh, it's just a bunch of boys being boys. But in actuality, the hobby has grown to be quite inclusive of everyone. Good. I would encourage you that if you want to scratch this itch, this creativity, just (laughs) go YouTube it and see what you think. Okay. Before we go, I want to extend the platform and give you the opportunity to plug or promote anything that you've got. (laughs)
1: Sure. So I need to update, but I do have a website, outgoingolivia.com, where you can catch all the cool videos that I've done in the past from my TV news days to the philanthropy work I've done with the Dallas Junior Chamber of Commerce. I was on the board of the Dallas Junior Chamber and continue to support them from a smaller role these days, focusing on a few other things in my life, but definitely check that out if you're in the Dallas area. And yeah outgoingolivia.com. If you guys just want to learn a little bit more about me, or if you want to learn a little bit more about the creativity of storytelling, that is a big passion point of mine. There's a lot of cool content out there. And then also check out the marketing arm. That is where I work. It's a great place and other like-minded creative people work there. We've got actually almost 70 job openings, even with this Corona crisis right now. So check it out. We have offices all over the world. So if you happen to come across a job, please reach out to me. Like I said, you can just find me on outgoingolivia.com and I can
0: Help you out. All right. Sounds excellent. Thank you so much for being a guest on my humble podcast, my humble show today. And we hope to have you back again. Maybe have an update to see if you've put both feet into the hobby. Or if not, then we'll surely get another exciting character like Lily the Narwhalicorn again.
1: Sounds great, Kurt. Thanks for having
0: me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Overcast. Or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website https://sidekicksandsidequests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Side Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at r sidekqpodcast to share your art, stories, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word about the show. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Die Kicks, die Kicks, die Kicks.